0: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins.
1: Well, the question for the upcoming season, Chelsea, is who is going to coach Lamar Jackson in the fall? Because yesterday he went on Twitter and told everyone that he has requested a trade from the Baltimore Ravens and did so back on March the 2nd. He had this long tweet, it was called A Letter to My Fans so i'll just sort of paraphrase here first off he says i want to thank you all for the love and support you consistently show towards me all of you guys are amazing let me answer your questions in regards to my future plans as of march the 2nd i requested a trade from the ravens organization and the ravens have not been interested in meeting my value anyone and everyone that has met me or been around me knows i love the game of football my dream is to win a super bowl you guys are great I had to make a business decision, best for my family and myself, no matter how far I go, no matter where my career takes me, I'll be close to my fans of Baltimore Flock Nation and the entire state of Maryland. You will see me again. So I think we knew that things have gotten a little bit acrimonious here. But this is a guy who was MVP in 2019. Without him in the starting lineup, the Ravens have gone 3-9. and I didn't realize that the chasm, if you will, between these two sides has gotten so large because it does not sound like that either side is in a very good place here.
0: No, doesn't this feel like the announcing of a divorce? Like that's yes. the the vibe I got is that it was a divorce where you're trying to tell the kids where it wasn't you, you know, it's not your fault, sweetie. You're gonna see mm-hmm. me again, I promise on the weekends and I'm gonna have, you know, a little apartment that I feel like I probably deserve more but they're not going to give me anymore. So we're still fighting about mm. that. Uh, but it definitely <laughs> had that kind of vibe to it. And Jenks is somebody who's right. been through a divorce. Like, doesn't yes. it feel like a divorce?
1: Well, it does feel like a divorce. And the one thing that I will tell you about a divorce is that there are two sides to every story. That is for sure. And to that end, we had the Packers general manager come out yesterday and say, Hey, we tried to reach Aaron Rodgers, okay? He keeps saying that, that we weren't communicative enough with him and that we really didn't tell him our plans. Well, guess what? The GM of the Packers has said, dude, we, we tried to reach out numerous times. He just wouldn't talk to us. He wouldn't say anything. So he's coming out here acting like the Packers changed their tune after a darkness retreat. And all of a sudden, the packers are saying, Well, that's not really true. Like, speaking of a true divorce story, I had a mutual friend of me and my ex wife call me a few months ago and apologize to me, who had been a longtime friend of my ex wife and said, Hey, I owe you an apology. And I was like, No, you don't. You're a longtime friend. I'm not expecting you to choose sides. Or I sort of expected that you would take care of her, and you guys have known each other for a long time. And he said, No. I just want to tell you that the one thing i've learned through this entire process is that there are definitely two sides to every story and i'd like to talk to you sometime blah 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 so i I won't go into all that but my whole point is when you have a divorce or a separation or two sides here there are two sides same thing with the packers and same thing for the ravens now i think lamar jackson has a legitimate beef it seems that way but the ravens haven't said a word a word, and sometimes both sides can can be true. But I, I I don't know what the Ravens are thinking here.
0: Well, the Ravens have said something because they've had those owners meetings, and John Harbaugh was tasked with talking about this. I think like minutes after Lamar Jackson tweeted this, and it's funny to me mm-hmm. the way that the Ravens franchise has been talking about this, like it's something that's still in the process. Because if you look at Adam Schefter's tweet. Uh, or one of the, the things that he retweeted, it says, Ravens president, Sashi Brown, we love Lamar Jackson. We're committed to getting something done. And the way that John Harbaugh talks about this deal is that, you know, he's still building his offense around Lamar Jackson. So I don't think the Ravens are ready to let it go, even though monetarily speaking, it feels like these two are worlds apart. So it definitely feels like Lamar Jackson is done with the Ravens. Like, wouldn't mm-hmm. you say that? like based on that letter but the way the ravens are talking they're like we're gonna get a deal done i'm like "Uh, uh doesn't look like it
1: well and also too this is what's interesting about lamar and about aaron Rodgers. the packers the jets i think the packers are gonna do something but they don't have to do anything do you know what i mean so yes these guys have the cachet in that they can maybe sort of force the hand of their respective franchises, but the Ravens don't have to do anything. So I also think that when you look at the odds in Vegas, a couple weeks ago, the Ravens were second behind the Bengals to win the division. They've fallen down to third in the AFC North. The Ravens are plus 325. Now Bengals are plus 110 Browns are plus 300. So Vegas is sort of building into the odds that maybe Lamar leaves. I don't know what's going to happen, but I will say this. I think Lamar needs to get an agent i understand he doesn't want to pay those agent fees but when you're talking about a contract worth hundreds of millions of dollars it feels like it and i'm not knocking his intelligence or his ability to work this out on his own but man when you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars chelsea It would really help to have a professional and someone that I think could maybe work through the nuances of what are generally complicated contracts to maybe make something happen here.
0: Well, and also they're skilled negotiators. And the the sentiment is, if you get an agent, you are thinking that you could get an even bigger deal. And so those fees that you pay an agent are built Mm -hmm. into the deal. So even if you built in those agent fees, you are still getting more money simply because the agent is very good at negotiating. I'm sure Lamar Jackson could get the best in the business, but I don't know. Like, I don't know his reasoning for sticking to not having an agent. I know there are several guys that do this now. Mm -hmm. It's not like the craziest thing, but still when this much money is on the table and when feelings are at risk, because doesn't that feel like the worst part of this? The worst fallout out is the fact that he is coming away feeling very disrespected by the Ravens organization when, in fact, this is what they do with players every single time they're negotiating a contract. Like, obviously, this one's more public, but this is just part of the business world.
1: Once again, like most problems in this world, it's the Browns' fault. It's the Browns' fault. <laughs> if they If they don't sign Deshaun Watson to that stupid contract, Because here's the thing. I, I understand why Lamar Jackson is frustrated. Because think about it from his perspective. And I don't know the intricacies of what they're talking about, both sides. But if you're Lamar Jackson, you're like, yeah, I've been injured, fine. I'm the 2019 MVP. You signed a cat who had more than 20 charges of sexual abuse and here i am keeping my nose clean winning games and this guy's got more guaranteed money than i do and i'm the better quarterback like i understand that frustration where if that's where the market is set if that's the number he's trying to eclipse that it's just such a ridiculous the browns did such a ridiculous thing that it just screwed up the market
0: yeah, but it's not the Ravens' fault that the Browns are not no. a well-run organization because wouldn't you say that? Like traditionally speaking, the Ravens have pretty good ownership and for the most part they're making smarter deals than what we see in Cleveland. Like there is a reason that Cleveland sometimes has great talent, but they can't get over the hump. It seems like so that is not the Ravens' fault. And I know you can look across the way and you're right. I think that's why Lamar Jackson feels like he should be paid more. And also the way that the market for quarterback is right now, even if you're a mediocre quarterback, you will get a job because mm-hmm. there are simply so very few quarterbacks who can be successful in the NFL. And Lamar Jackson has proven it, especially at the top end when he's one MVP, he is a young guy. He's not somebody at the end of his rope. Like, you can't say that to him like you say to Aaron Rodgers and say, well, Aaron Rodgers is getting older. Lamar Jackson's getting older, too, but he is still very much in the prime of his career. So, yes, it is the Browns' fault, but it's not the Ravens' fault for trying to still make smart deals.
1: Coming up shortly here on the show, Chelsea, Lamar Jackson, of course, has that MVP award to his name. But Which college basketball player will leave Houston this weekend as the MOP? We're going to look at those odds. I wanted to throw this out because I did not realize this was a thing. But the NFL owners are meeting in Arizona this week. And one thing that is being discussed is flex scheduling for Thursday night games. Ben Fisher, John Oran of the Sports Business Journal are reporting that the owners are going to vote on this plan, which would add flex scheduling in weeks 14 through week 17. Do you think this is a good idea? Because at least to me, this seems like not a good idea at all.
0: So what does this mean? So they would be picking the games for Thursday or they would flex out of it?
1: I think they're trying to get a better matchup on Thursday night, but I which I So they'd be flexing into it yes i think so so i and so which i guess is fine you want a better thursday night matchup because we've had some clunkers but also the thing is is that i hate that they're they're taking away from nfl sunday do you know what i mean like i understand the nfl is trying to own virtually every damn day of the week And so they want a better Thursday night matchup, which I guess in theory late in the season could be a good thing. At the same time, I'd rather have the best games on Sunday as opposed to, I don't know. I guess you could make an argument for both sides, but I would rather have a a great slate of games on Sunday as opposed to flexing a better game onto Thursday night.
0: Well, and it doesn't matter the garbage pile that is happening on Thursday night. We're still going to watch it. Like, haven't we seen that with the ratings? Like, it doesn't matter yes. who's playing. It's still NFL football, so it doesn't matter. But from a preparation standpoint, don't you think these teams would like to know when their Thursday night matchup is? Because it's a tough yeah. schedule.
1: Yes. And also, Chelsea, at the end of the day, you hit the, the broader point, which is the NFL is going to do whatever it wants, because you're right. Remember with the whole kneeling thing, Colin it. Kaepernick, and I don't want to get into that whole thing. <laughs> but remember the number of people that were like, "I'm not watching. I'm done with the NFL. I'll never watch pro football again." Oh, is that right? Is that right? Because ratings are higher than they've ever been. You're absolutely. <laughs> You're going to watch every single week. They could put the Jets, or let me take it worse. team. Jets are pretty good. You could take I don't know the Falcons, and they could play Boise State the on Texas. Thursday night. Oh, uh, you'd watch. You'd absolutely watch.
0: For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app,
1: or wherever you get your podcasts.